gets. I don't care what area of darkness you're in. I don't care if you're in a dark place. When the light shows up, it drowns out the darkness. Darkness cannot stand in the light of Jesus Christ. It overtakes it. The pure and holy one, the holy one of Israel. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm, that's who I am. And again, I'm just so grateful and glad to uh, stand before you today. And I pray that God enlighten you as he speak to me with this message that I have today. And it's a, it's, a, it's a grand message. It's a message that if we be truthful with ourselves, we're going to learn that we, we have probably been in that place. We're probably dealing with that stuff now where we're going to have to be able to encourage ourselves. And what we have to be able to encourage ourselves in is not in our strength and not in what we can do, but you're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You're going to have to, you, when you find yourself in dark situations and look like things coming from the left and the right and you don't know what to do, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And, and this afternoon, that's what I want to talk about. How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? Amen. And so let us bow our heads as I pray. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for the word that's going to go forth, Father God, that is touching lives tonight, Father God, that, they, that people, that us will never be the same, Father God, because of your word going forth, Father God. Lord, we bind the works of Satan to be far from our lives, far from our ministry, Father God, as we continue to just glorify you, Father God, as we continue to lift up the name of Christ Jesus, Father God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand clap. <laughs> hallelujah. And, 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 and so this is a message that uh, I kind of want to teach. I, I want to kind of stay on course to teach this message, but I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. And, uh, and, I, and again, I just want to say praise the Lord, for the Lord is good and mighty, that we should rejoice in his name, you know, because God has been so good to us. God, we, we ought to be so grateful for the word of God. We ought to be so grateful for what God has done in our lives, you know, at time after time. That, you know, this is a message about encouraging yourself. And, and there are times that you're going to have to be encouraged because you're going to have periods in your life where you're going to get frustrated with life. You're going to get frustrated with the things that happen to you in life. And guess what? You're going to have to encourage yourself, whether it's facing the death of a loved one because life will throw you a curveball. And I know for a fact, you know, there are certain things that you're going to have to face. And like I said, facing the death of a loved one. And I just recently experienced that. Not only facing the death of a loved one, two loved ones and two close friends, you know, about a week and apart. And so, like I said, you know, when you think everything is supposed to be going good and all of a sudden just life throws you a curveball, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. Whether it's facing a divorce, whether it's facing health challenges, you're going to have to learn how to encourage yourself. And what I want to talk about, how David encouraged himself in the Lord. I'm going to say that again. David encouraged himself in the Lord. David is the model that you need to see how you should encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen? It's so important that you learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. And I'm, and I'm going to come from 1 Samuel uh, uh, chapter 30, uh, verse 1 through 9, and it talks about David encouraged himself in the Lord. In the Lord. David found himself being discouraged because of what had happened. 
what had happened around him. He found himself being discouraged, but he encouraged himself. We encourage ourselves, and what's the model in encourage ourselves? What does it look like to encourage ourselves in the Lord? And that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to show you. How, what does it look like when you encourage yourself in the Lord? Amen? What does that look like? David is the great example and model of what we should look at and how we encourage ourselves in the Lord. Amen? And so I want to start at 1 Samuel uh, chapter 31 through 8. And you have it on there? All right. Now, New King James Version. That's the New King James Version. Uh, now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and the south in Ziglag, attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire. Verse 2. And had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. That's some crying. And, Dave, and David's two wives, uh, Amilon, I might be butchering up that name, the, Je- the Jezreelites, and Abigail, I got that right, the woman of Nebai, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. David's two wives had been captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his son and his daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. And then David said to Abiatar, the priest, Amalek's son, please bring me the ephod here. To me, and Abitar, Abiatar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake. You shall surely overtake them all, and without fail, recover all. Without fail, recover all. And so David was greatly distressed, about the, the scripture talks about, because the people s- spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. What had happened was David and his men had returned from uh, the Philistines, from trying to join the Philistine army. And while away, the Amalekites had overran his place. They took all their wives, their children, and their possessions, and they burnt their community down. David was distressed, but that was an understatement. It says David was distressed, but that was an understatement because he lost his wives, but his friends, the ones that were loyal to him, the ones that he thought had had his back, they were talking about stoning him because of their loss. Don't you think? David was in a tough situation. situation. His friends, the one that he trusts, the one he loved, the one that he thought he had, they had his back. See, he, his friends 
This is how he discovered those friends, because you remember it talks about in the later in the previous scripture that David was in the cave of Adullam and he was in the cave with these distressed men, these these uh, rejected men. And it said the men was in distress. The men were discontented and they was in debt. But David encouraged them to the point where they wanted to follow David. So they, they, they looked at David as their leader. David inspired him, but here it is now that the one that, that he inspired, the one that he thought had their back, they was talking about doing him something. They was talking about stoning him. Amen? So David was dealing with mental distress, mental anguish, anxiety, and fear. And the word translated distress, distress in Hebrew word is yasser. And it means to squeeze a bind. Have you ever been in a, a stressful situation where it feels like you're caught up in a certain situation and you can feel the pressure, but all you can do is just think on what you're going through, what you're dealing with? Have you ever been in that situation? That's the place that David was. Here it was, his friends. They was talking about stoning him because of their loss, but they didn't realize David had lost too. He lost both his wife, his kids, and his possessions. And so David sat there among the ruins of his home and he looked around. He saw nothing but discouragement. Can you imagine that? Because when the Amalekites came, they took the wives, they took all their possessions and they burnt that city down. So all around him, as David sat looking at the ruins, there was there was no place of this. I mean, no place of encouragement. It was all discouraging around. him. Can you imagine that? You come back home. Your wife's taking your possession. It's like somebody broke in your house. Ain't nothing encouraging about that. It's nothing but discouraging around there. Amen? So David could have easily allowed grief and sorrow. This is what I want to get. We could have easily allowed grief and sorrow, sadness and bitterness to overcome us, sinking. David could have been sinking into a hole of depression. Not many of us have ever experienced a day as David had. Although some of us may have experienced a day like David had. You know, David was being hit from left, from all sides. He lost everything. He lost his kids, his wives. And now these people are talking about, his friends are talking about taking him out. Come on now. So so you have to understand that he returned home and discovered that his enemies had destroyed, stolen everything that was important to him. Have you ever had anything important to you taken? You know how that feels, or how that may have feel. So David experiencing this. However, you know the, the important thing, everything that was important to him, and his and his own men turned against him. Can you imagine that? That's in a distressful place. That's a place of discouragement. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Come on now. However, it is we need to see. David's response. And that's what I want to convey to you tonight. What is your response when you find yourself in in difficult situations? When things are hitting you from the left and the right, from every side, look like you can't get, look like you can't get a break. Every time the phone rings, there's a bill due and you don't have the money to pay for that bill. That's a discouraging moment. But this this is what I want to encourage you. David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself. He didn't look at what he was going through. He didn't keep his mind on everything that was was happening to her like a lot of us do. 
If we keep our eyes on everything that's overwhelming, that, that's, that's been done to us, it would overwhelm us. It would lead us into, to, to a sinking depression. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Look at David's response. He didn't get caught up on what was going on. These people talking about taking him out. He, he lost everything. But it says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. You see, they respond to his despair, his distress, his grief and sorrow and his anger and his sadness that we take note of when we face our own difficulties. That's what we need to take, a, take, take note of when we face our own difficulties. Don't look at the situation. Don't look at what's going to. Don't look about the people talking about you. But what you're going to do, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Hallelujah. See, if David had limited his focus to his present circumstance, he would have fell in deep depression. If you keep looking at what's happening, if you keep looking at the negative things, all the unpositive things, what's going on, who's doing this, it's going to overwhelm you and you're going to fall in a deep hole of depression. You have to take your mind off that stuff and put your mind on the one that has the, all the solutions. And that's what David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And that Hebrew word for encourage is, is hasak, which means to bind about, gird on, to be or grow firm or strong or strengthen. It usually, it's usually used in the word for recovery from sickness, encouragement, recovery from sickness. So, so what David did, he joined himself to the Lord. And that's what we have to do when we find ourselves in that situation. We have to join ourselves with the Lord. We have to invite the Lord into our situation. Stop looking at what's going on. Invite the one that has the solution, and that's God. So we have to invite him into our situations. You have to invite him. You can't be looking at the problem. You can't be keep looking at the problem, bringing it up, focused on what I don't have or what I need. But put your focus on the Lord. Invite him into that situation that you're going through. Amen? So David invited the Lord into his circumstance. David knew that the more he thought on the tragedy, the more he thought about the loss, everything that was going on, the fears, his anxiety, and his words, and his discouragement, his sorrow, his sadness, and circumstance, it would have overwhelmed him. When you see people overwhelmed, that's usually what they're doing. They're looking at all the negative stuff. They look at what's not going right or what's not, what needs to go right. They're so caught up on the situation. Instead of, we have to take our eyes off the situation and put our focus on the Lord. Amen? It said it would have overwhelmed him. And that's what I want to tell you. If you keep looking at what you're going through and all the problems, it will overwhelm you. It would totally overwhelm you. But if you take your eyes off the problem and put it on the problem solver, which is the Lord, he will make a way. Hallelujah. So, and this is what happened, that he invited the Lord into his situation. David took a hold of his imagination. David took a hold of his imagination. The battle starts in the mind. If you allow those thoughts of defeat, if you allow those thoughts of discouragement, if you allow those thoughts of despair to overtake your mind, it would lead you astray. It would overwhelm you. So David took a hold of his imagination. You have to take a hold of your mind. You have to speak the word of God. You have to speak, call those things as not as though they are. Take a hold of your imagination. And that's what David did when he invited the Lord into his situation. Amen. 
So when he took hold of his imagination, he was able to take hold of his fears. He was able to take hold of his distress, his sorrow, his anger. He was able to take hold of that. And he directed it all to the Lord. He cast his cares upon the Lord because he knew the Lord was the only one that could help him in this tragedy. You got to know that the Lord is the only one that can help you in those tight situations, in that, in that place of darkness. The Lord is the only one that can help you. Nobody else can help you because sometimes God will keep those people from you that you think can help you when you can't do nothing but depend upon him. Only the Lord can help you. I'm here to tell you today, it may look like somebody else can help you, but the Lord is the only one that can help you. Don't put your faith and trust in man. You better put your faith and trust in the one that can make a way out of no way, that don't need no numbers. All he can take, all he needs is a little bit. If you have faith as a side of a size of a mustard seed, that's all you need. Put your faith and trust in the one that can deliver you, that can set you free. Amen. Hallelujah. So he knew the Lord was the only one that could help him out this tragedy. Once David sought the Lord's counsel, once David sought the Lord's wisdom and encouragement, guess what? There was an immediate and radical change in David's men's life. God can change the hearts of people. These men was trying to kill David at one time. But when David sought the Lord, when he encouraged himself in the Lord, there was a radical and immediate change in the hearts of the men. Now, instead of trying to kill him, they rallied around him to go after the enemies and kill them that took their stuff. God can change the hearts of men. All you have to do is put your faith and trust in him. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Trust in him. Trust in his holy word. Now, what's the name of this message? Encourage yourself in the Lord. I want you to say that encourage yourself in the Lord. You're going to, I hate to say, you're going to may find yourself in a David situation with no else, nobody else around to help you. And you're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let me read some, for, uh, first Samuel 30 and 6 through 9 real quick in the New King James. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself. You're going to get out of yourself, get out of the situation, stop focusing on the situation, stop focusing on the problem, and encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to seek the Lord. And verse 6 says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. Verse 7, Then David said to Abiatar, the priest, Amalek's son, Priest, bring me the ephah here to me. And Abiatar brought the ephah to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Did you hear that? So I asked you, how could these men who were really grieved Blaming David for their loss, wanting to stone him to death, all of, all of a sudden turn around and be inspired to follow him. Because they knew David was a man after God's own heart. They knew that David was a man of God. They knew David had faith and trust in God. They seen what God had did in this life. 
They've seen the miracles. And that's what allowed David to encourage himself in the Lord. Because the Lord does not change. He's the same person today, yesterday, and forever. So he's seen the miracles before. So he, guess what? He sought the Lord in the situation he was going through. And it changed the hearts of the men that was around him. He sought the Lord. That was a, they said earlier, I said earlier, it was a radical change in this man. Instead of stoning him, they was inspired to follow him. See, the Lord had, had turned their hearts to have faith in their deliverance, which was David. They had faith into follow, uh, following David. Amen? Glory, yes. Hallelujah. It was in times of difficulty that David knew his, the Lord was his confidence. You have to know that in times of difficulties, the Lord is your confidence. He's your protector. He's your stronghold. He's your rock and salvation. He's your protector. He's not going to let anything happen to you. You have to hide in him. David knew that. In the times of difficulty, and that's what I'm telling you today, in times of difficulty, you got to know that the Lord is your confidence. If he said it, it shall come to pass. He's not a man that he should lie. If he said it, it shall come to pass. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. All I know is it's going to happen. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, it was through praise and worship that David changed his focus through the eyes of faith. It was through the praise and worship, getting out of his comfort zone, stop looking at the problem and get before God and lay before God. Because this is what I want to share with you. Because God said he inclines his ears to the cry of his people. He inclines his ears to the cry of his people. When you call upon his name, he say, you say Jesus, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's my son, that's my daughter. They're in trouble, they need me. I hear they cry. I'm coming, and God is coming. God will turn over, God will turn over hell for his children. Can't nothing stop him. It got to the point where the angel said, what is it about man that he's so mindful? What is it about that man that he moves so mercifully towards? He inclines his ears to the cry of his people. You want to get that God's attention? Cry out his name. Call Jesus. Jesus, thou son of David. He's given us a name that's above all names, and that name is Jesus. There's power in that name. Pastor TJ was saying that Sunday, there's power in the name of Christ Jesus. There's power. You want to see situations move? Call upon his name. You want to see hearts change? That would happen with David. He called upon the name of the Lord. He sought God. He, was, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. But it was through the praise and worship that David changed his focus. Through the eyes of faith. What God had did and what God stands for. God's word is truth. God's word is true. I want to go back to the text where it says that when David, you don't have to go to TJ, when David and his men returned and found that their wives, their children, along with everything that was valuable to them, was gone, and upon that, their city was burned down. Verse 4 said that the men cried and wept until they had no more power to weep. You know that's a tough situation when, they ha- when the men cry and they have no more tears to weep. You ever been to the situation where you cried when you had no more tears to weep? That dry heaving? <laughs> Nothing come out. He cri- the men cried till they had no more power to weep. They had no more tears to cry. That's a tough situation. 
And I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but if you keep living this life, as keep waking up every morning, you're going to get to a place where David was, where you're going to cry, where you won't have no milk tears to cry. Just keep living this life. But God is able to bring you through. That's a tough situation. The men had no more power to weep. They had ran out of tears. They had ran out of tears. And you might be in that situation because life has a way of dealing us a rough hand. We may think that, guess what, life should be better than this. But we find ourselves in a tough situation. We thought that, guess what, oh, it's got to be better than this. Well, what's going on? But life has a way of throwing you a curveball. So what are you going to do when life throws you that curveball? When you find yourself in a place where, guess what, you have no more tears to weep. You have no more power to weep. There's nothing inside of you. You're basically useless. You're basically useless. Because things not going to run. It's, it's a frustrating moment. David and his men, as a matter of fact, it got to be frustrating when the men cried. These people cried until they had no more tears and no more power to weep. Again, life has a way of doing that. Verse 6 says that David was very distressed. He was in a place of disappointment. It says that he was in distress, not only what had happened, because the people talked about stoning him. Check this out. These rejected men that was in the cave of Adullam, they was rejected, and now they're talking about, re the rejects are talking about rejecting you. What do you do? These rejects are talking about killing David. These rejected men that he inspired, but now they're talking about taking him out. What do you do? What do you do? You know you're in a bad situation when the rejects reject you. When you're about to be rejected about the rejects, about the, because, because they're about to pull you out and kill you. The text says that they walked, they talked about stoning him. That's what it says in Scripture. They talked about stoning him. The soul of every man was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. They was grieved. They was hurting. And they talked about taking David out. And the NIV says that the men were bitter. They had come, they had come to be embittered. They had followed David, and, and David had led them, and, they, and, they, they, and if they, they thought in their minds, if I had not followed David, if, I, if David had not led them, if I had not followed him, my wives, my kids would be here. All my stuff would be here. I wouldn't be in this situation. And so they blamed David. They had allowed bitterness. They were embittered. Don't allow bitterness to get, get into your heart. Don't allow yourself to be embittered. Because if you're embittered, you can't think straight. If you're embittered, you can't see right. They think you perceive things because you have a heart of embitterment. Don't allow embitterment to, to overtake you. Because it will lead you astray. You will have no compassion. The men was embittered. They wasn't thinking straight. They didn't take in consideration. Guess what? David lost too. David lost both his wives, his kids, and all his stuff. And you know, David probably had more stuff. But they allowed embitterment to enter into their heart. The men were embittered. They had got to a place of bitterness. Bitterness is jealousy, envy. And you cannot think right if you're embittered. If you allow that bitterness to enter in. The NMIV said that they were bitter. Their loved ones, you know, they didn't understand. David's loved ones was taken captive too. 
But they believed that if they had not followed David, if they had not followed David, that their wives would be intact, that their children would be intact, that their stuff would be there, that their city wouldn't be burned down. They lost hope because they allowed bitterness to enter into their hearts. What do you do? This, and this, what do you do when you find yourself in that situation? And this is what I want to talk about. If you keep living, you're going to find yourself. I, I got to say that again. If you keep living this Christian life, you're going to find yourself in the David situation. You're going to find yourself, guess what, where the people you thought had your back, and now they're talking about you. They're talking about taking you out. You're going to find yourself, guess what, that the people that you thought had your back, they ain't had your back. They're talking about killing him. They're talking about taking him out. What do you do when you find yourself in that? But David strengthened himself in the Lord. What do you do when nothing is going right? Nothing is going right. Have anybody ever been to that place where nothing has gone right? You thought things should have been better, but nothing going right. Every time you, you answer the phone, it's bad news. Every time you look, it's bad news. If you look to the left, you look to the right, everything's coming at you. You find yourself in a David situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The reject, the rejects are talking about rejecting David. Taking him out. Rejecting you. They talked about rejecting you. But the scripture says that David encouraged himself in the law. I don't know who this message for today. Maybe you're online, maybe you're sitting here. But I want to encourage you today that you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to keep your eyes focused on the Lord. Don't put your eyes on the situation. Because guess what? Where I'm at is not where I'm going to stay. But where I'm going to, where God is taking me through, I'm not going to keep my eyes on the on destruction and discourage me. But I'm going to put my eyes on the one that could carry me, the one that will take care of me. And that's the Lord. The King James said that he encouraged himself. In other words, he didn't look for people to pray for him. He prayed for himself. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And the, the New King James said that he strengthened himself, which is the Hebrew word for shazak, which means he talked to himself. Come on, you got to talk to yourself sometimes. You got to talk to yourself. You got to call those things as not as though they are. And guess what? Sometimes when you see people talking to themselves, you might say they're crazy. They done lost their mind. But sometimes talking to yourself is a good thing. The question is that you're not, you're not talking to yourself because you're talking to everybody else. That's the problem. You're not talking to yourself. You're not speaking life over that dead situation. You're not encouraging yourself in the, in the Lord. You're talking to everybody else but talking to the Lord. What do you do? David strengthened himself in the Lord. David shazak himself. Means he strengthened himself. He knew where his help was. And his help wasn't in his sword. His help wasn't in the soldiers. His help was in the almighty God that he knew would take care of him. That knew would bring him out of this situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you do when your finances jacked up. Your children ain't acting right. Your, your, your marriage ain't acting funny. Your wife ain't acting right. Your husband ain't acting. What do you do? What do you do? Your friends talking about you. You're being defeated. You're being disillusioned. You're being disappointed. Discouragement is all around you. What do you do? The bills are due. 
You got sickness all over your body. Everything is looking bad. Sometimes you got to learn how to talk to yourself. You got to learn how to talk to that problem. You got to speak life over you. Speak life over you. That's what David did. Encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to speak. You have to call those things as not as though they are. People might say you're crazy, but they may not know where you're at. They may not know what you're dealing with. Yeah, it looks like I'm talking to myself, but I ain't talking to myself. I'm talking to the Lord Almighty, and I'm speaking life over this dead situation. My finance is going to get right. My marriage ain't going to struggle no more. My children are acting right. I got a promotion on my job because I'm talking to myself. I'm calling those things that's not as though they are. David said you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't look at the problem. Hallelujah. A discussion was going on in the camp. His men was talking about taking him out. Killing him. The ones he depended on. The ones he thought was his friends. They talking about taking him out. But I like what it says. It said again. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. And this is what the nugget I want to give you. When you see that word but before scripture, before sin, there's about to be a shift. There's about to be a shift. It says, but David strengthened himself. David encouraged himself. He means he's talked to himself. You got to talk to yourself. You have to speak life over yourself. If you got sickness in your body, speak healing because God made a healing available to you. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. I want you to hear me. He's giving you that dunamis power. And sometimes we're praying for God to do something. And God said, I already did it. I've given it to you. You just have to access it. You just have to draw from it. You have to summons it. I've already given it to you. So you got to talk to yourself. They might say you're crazy. Look at him over there. He done lost his mind. He talked to himself. But if they only knew what I was saying. If they only knew what I was saying. And that's what David did. He spoke to himself. He shazaked. He talked to himself. Others might not understand, like I said. But you have to encourage yourself. He didn't use his own words. That's what I want to get to. When he talked to himself. He didn't use his own words. He used the word of God. And that's what you got to do. When you speak over yourself. You have to use the word of God. How many know the word of God is powerful? It's life changing. It's resurrection power. It could raise the dead. It could change situations. So I'm going to speak the word of God over my situation. I don't care how fate is. Look, I'm going to speak the word over it. And life going to come for manifestation. I don't know how. I don't know when. But I know he's going to do it. Because I'm holding him to his word. His word is powerful. David began to speak over himself. And I'm telling you to quote the word of God over yourself. You have to quote the word of God over yourself. Isaiah 54 and 17 said, you got to tell yourself, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You got to say, first part of Deuteronomy 28 and 13, I am the head and not the tail. You got to tell yourself, Psalm 18 and 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Tell yourself, Psalm 20 and 7, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but I will trust and remember the name of the Lord. You got to tell yourself, second part of Deuteronomy 28 and 13, I shall be above and not beneath. 
you got to speak Romans 8 and 37. We are more than conquered. Tell yourself, Philippians, Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You got to tell yourself, Job 13 and 15, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me, yes will I trust in him. I'm speaking over myself. I'm speaking the word of God. I'm speaking life into that dead situation. It's got to come alive. It has to change because it's the power of God. You got to speak Psalm 20, 27. For the Lord, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemy and my foes, they stumbled, they fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may arise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I desire of the Lord that I may seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in this temple, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me above my enemies, all around about me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Yes, I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. I need, to know, I need somebody to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. You got to speak the word of God over that situation. You have to encourage yourself. You have to encourage yourself in the law. Hallelujah. You got to tell yourself, I'm not going to look at my present, situ my present situation. I'm not going to look at my past. I'm not going to keep bringing up my past. I'm not going to keep bringing up my mistakes. I'm not going to keep looking at who I used to hang out with, what the problem is. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Because guess what? David knew that the Lord would take care of him. You got to know that the Lord would take care of you. You got to know without a shadow of doubt that the Lord would take care of you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it may be or what people may say. Because guess what? You have to encourage yourself. You have to speak life over yourself. Sometimes the only person you can talk to is yourself. And stop some of y'all speaking depressing, suicidal words over your life. Stop speaking negative stuff over your life and speak life over yourself. Speak the word of God over yourself, which is life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to say, I ain't going to be broke. I'm not going to be sad forever. My marriage is not going to struggle forever. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. He's taking me somewhere. It may not look good. I may not understand, but I trust him with all that's in me because he never has failed me. Not one time. He's no respecter of person. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He does not change. He inclines his ear to the cry of his people. Hallelujah. I serve a God with all powers in his hand. We serve a God with all powers in his hand. You got to tell yourself, I might be down now, but I'm going up. I'm not going to be in this situation all the time. Things are changing because I'm speaking life over that situation. Hallelujah. I might not know what David said when he encouraged himself, but he probably said, guess what? My wife is gone, but I'm going to get her back. My children have disappeared, but I'm going to get back. My stuff is gone, but I'm going to get her back. 
David had to speak life over his situation. He had to speak positive word, the word of God over his situation. Yes, I'm in a, this is just a temporary fix, but I'm coming out of this situation. Yes, they took all my stuff, but the Lord say pursue and I shall pursue without fail, recover all. I'm getting it back because the Lord said it. It was God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to encourage yourself. You got to say, guess what? I cried my last tear over the situation. I'm not crying no more. This is my last time crying. This is my last tear. I'm not crying no more. Because I'm going to depend and trust on the Lord. That will take care of me. I'm going to speak over this situation. Hallelujah. I'm not crying no more. He encouraged himself. That's the title of the message. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's what we have to do. David is the greatest model that we can see. There's others, but the one that, that I love the most, how David encouraged himself in the Lord. Even though he found himself in a bad situation, he could have easily went back and forth with him. What you talking about? I lost too, but he didn't. He didn't go back and forth with him. He went to the one that knew that would take care of everything. And that was the Lord. And that's why he encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 7. And, I, and I'm getting ready to close. Encourage yourself in the Lord. It said he encouraged himself. And in verse 30, it reads, Then David said to Beatah, the priest, the Amalek's son, Please bring me the ephod here to me. And Abiatar brought David the ephod. And some of you might say, what is the ephod? What is the ephod? What an ephod is, you are, to, you are to put it over your shoulders. But first of all, what is the ephod? Ephod is what the priests used when they would go in to do their du- duties. When they would go before the presence of God. And so what an ephod is, it's a garment that they will put over their garments, over their vestures, and it would hang upon their shoulders and below their waist. It's what the priests use. And, that, and David said, guess what? David said, I'm not a priest, but I'm going to put on the priestly garments. Put your own ephod on. That's what I'm saying. Put your own ephod on. And what that means is you may not be a priest, but you carry a priestly anointing. You carry a priestly anointing. Put your own ephod on. And what that means, you don't need pastor to pray for you. You can pray for yourself. And that's not a knock to pastor. Because guess what? What if you're in a situation and you can't get hold of pastor? You can't get hold of me. God, God said, pray for yourself. You can pray for yourself because you got the same power. You got the same authority. You got the same access because God has given you that through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. You don't need no one to pray for you. You can pray for yourself. Now, I'm not talking about getting someone to pray in agreement for you. That's different. But guess what? You can pray for yourself. You can pray for yourself. You got to look at, look at the story of Job. He had some lousy confidence. They was telling him he was the problem. He was the issue. This is why this is happening to you. And look what David's friends was doing. They wanted to kill him. So in both areas, they couldn't go ask their friends to pray for him. So you might find yourself in a situation where guess what? You may have people around you, but they can't pray for you. 
They may be the friends like David trying to bust him in the head. They may be friends like Joe, uh, Job. Lousy comforts. Joseph, you did, Job, you did something. God is mad with you. Do you have a relationship with God? But what they don't understand is I'm going through this not because I don't have a relationship, because I have a relationship with the Lord. That's why I'm going through this. And you hear me say, I'm going through. This is just a present situation, a temporary fix. But God is bringing me through this. He's bringing me through this. Hallelujah. You have just as much authority, much access, and much power that Jesus has given you. He made it available to you. That's why it's so important to know your position in Christ. Hallelujah. Stop asking people to pray for you. And truth be told, the tragedy of it is that you may ask people to pray for you. Pastor Adam, oh Lord, please pray for me, brother. Please pray for me. I got trouble. Everything is going different. Please pray for me. And you come back a week later and you say, Pastor Adam, whoo, thank God, boy. God showed up and I know it's because of your prayers. And they're telling you everything. You're looking at them saying, oh Lord, I forgot to pray for them. That's why I don't have to depend on y'all to pray for me. I can pray for myself. I'm going to put my own ephod on. Put your own ephod on. Pray for yourself. Don't depend on me. You have much power, the same access and authority. Pray for yourselves. He said he clines his, his ears to the cry of his people. The scripture said, hear me, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Therefore, therefore deliver me. Therefore have mercy upon me and answer me. That's what it says in Psalms 27. Hear me, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. And in verse 8, David inquired the Lord, and I'm almost finished. He said, shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? David asked the Lord did. And guess what the Lord answer was? Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. Without fail, you're going to recover all. Yes, pursue them, David. Yes, I want you to go after them. You ain't going to have no problem. I want you to go after them. Because you're going to recover everything without fail. You're going to get everything they've been. Ain't nothing's going to be left behind. Pursue after them. Hallelujah. He said, pursue them. You shall overtake them and without fail recover all. Somebody better get ready to recover all. Somebody in here better get ready to recover all. Everything that the enemy took from you, God's going to bring it back to you. Get ready to recover all. Get ready to recover all that the enemy has taken from you. It said, pursue after it. And without fail, you shall recover it all. That's a promise for God. Hallelujah. My brother, come see. Do an illustration. It said, pursue. It said, pursue. So I want you to walk this, this way past me. Here's something that's been stolen from you. The words say pursue. That word pursue is to, to grab, to take hold, and to bring back with you. I'm going to pursue all without fail and recover all. That's what it means to pursue. I've gone after what the enemy took from me, and I'm going to get it back with all power. Hallelujah. 
pursuit. Grab it and bring it back. Grab it and bring it back. Pursue after it. My bank account is going to get back full. Pursue after it. My bill is going to be paid in full. Pursue after it. God said you're going to pursue everything. And without fail, recover all. The rest of the, de- the story said that David pursued. He started going in the direction of, of some of you got to start. In other words, David started going in the, di- the direction. And some of us need to start going in the direction. Some of us got to start moving, going in the right direction, pursuing after God, encouraging yourself in God. David went in the right direction. And some of us are sitting on our gifts instead of going in the right direction, using those gifts that God has given you. Amen. And so it said that, and while he was headed into that direction, verse 9 said, so David went and 600 men that went with him, they came to the brook. And those stayed that were left behind. 600 started out. 200 stayed behind because of tiredness or whatever. And so there was 400 men that went out. They started out with 600. But 200 stayed. So they went along with 400. So what that means is, guess what? Everybody came. Everybody you can't take with you where God is trying to take you to. Everybody can't go with you where God is trying to take you. Some of people you got to let go. Some things you got to let go. Everybody can't go. I know we have the heart to try to take everybody with us, but everybody can't go with you where God is trying to take you. God designed it that way. I want you to put your trust in me. Everybody can't go with you. I'm not ready for them to go. And and, and, and apostle, if you look and I want to encourage you, Everybody ain't meant to go with you. I know it hurts the time when people leave and they, they have whatever kind of situation, but God is telling you, everybody can't go with you where God is trying to take you. Everybody ain't meant to go with you where God is trying to take you. Everybody ain't meant to go. The 400, Pastor, they're here. The 400, you might have started off with 600, but 400 are here. Amen. Hallelujah. Then it said that they met a soldier that was at the battle of Ziglag and he gotten sick and they left him behind. There was a soldier that gotten sick. He was part of the attack on David's new stuff and he got sick and the people he was with, they wouldn't leave. They, they, you know, they wouldn't wait for him. They left him there to die. And so here comes David and his men and they meet the guy and he says, for whatever reason, he said this, but, but guess what? God will open your mouth when you're in the path of him doing something because basically when I read the story I wouldn't have said that that I was with the people that, that robbed and pillaged this town and here come the men but anyway he said I was with the men that attacked Ziglag I fell sick and they wouldn't wait for me and the Bible said David gave him food and water and David said after he fed him show me where they went show me where they went and what I mean that guess what God will put people in your place to show you where you need to go to get what you need. God will hook you up with relationships with people to show you where you need to go to get what he has for you. And that's what he did. Here it is. Look who he used. The one that helped Rob to show him where the others were. And they pursued him. And they told him up. But I want to tell you as I close Get ready to recover all. 
Whatever it is that the enemy took, whatever it is that you lost, God said you will recover, pursue, and without fail, you shall recover all. You shall recover all. If it's that relationship, pursue, you shall recover all. If you got to the place where you don't know Jesus and you want that relationship, pursue, pursue, and you will recover all. If you're in a backslidden state where you once had that relationship and the circumstances of this world or you didn't get a hold of your mind that led you astray, he's waiting here with open arms. Pursue him. And you will recover all without fear. You will recover it all. God is a mighty God. But again, I just want to leave with you right now. Encourage yourself in the Lord. David is the greatest model that we have. Where he encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't get caught up on the situation. He didn't go back and forth with the people. But he went to the one that he knew that would take care of him. The one he knew that would help him out of this tough situation. Because these people was talking about killing him. And he sought the Lord as he encouraged himself. And he encouraged himself with the word of God. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God, I know you're going to raise up a standard. You're going to raise up that standard where nothing would harm me or take me out. That's the kind of God we serve. The Holy One of Israel, the tribe of the Lion of Judah, with all power in his hand. He cannot fail. He cannot fail. And so I just want you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Is there anybody in here that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Please raise your hand at this time. Elevate church. If that's you, please raise your hand. And like I always tell people about this church is elevated, that we are a church where you just don't join. The church join with you. The people join with you to encourage you, to pray for you, to uplift you, to show you Christ Jesus. Because we're all created in the mouth, in the imagery of Christ. And so when people see us, they should see the character of Christ in us. We should display some type of characteristics of Christ. And there's so many. And the consistency, we should display them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, David encouraged himself. When it looked like there was no encouragement around, all around him was burnt, burnt up, huts and houses and their gold, their silver, their wine, their wives, their kids. Everything that was valuable to them was gone. But he turned his face and encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what you have to do when you find yourself in that tough situation. You're going to have to talk to yourself. You can't talk to everybody else. You're going to have to talk to yourself. And, you, and what is it you're saying is most important? That you're not talking about the trouble. You're not talking about the pain and the hurt. But you're talking to the one that can take care of you. You're speaking his word. And you're bringing his word back to remembrance. The manifestation comes. It's life and death in his word. It's life. But life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's so important that you speak the word of God. And again, can we all stand as I pray? Put my trust in you. Oh, 
Father, I thank you for the word that you, that you have spoken, Father God. I give you the glory and the honor, Father God. I just thank you, Father God, for you speaking through me, Father God. I stand back and hide in you, Father God. That, Father, that the people that saw you, Father God, I pray that the word touched their hearts, Father God. And they know what to do, Father God, for encouragement. They know what to do when they find themselves in dark places, dark situations, Father God. Just as David did, that they would do to encourage themselves in the word of God. And so, Lord, I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Because of yourself, I'm better conqueror. I am. I'm in Somebody say, I'm encouraged. No matter what the devil says, I'm encouraged. Every day, I'm encouraged. Oh, speak over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Father God, gladly, Father God, that we're cheerful givers, Father God. And Father God, I pray, Father God, over the ground that's being sold in, Father God. Elevate Church of Baton Rouge, Father God. That, Father God, we continue to have a heart for you, Father God. That kingdom business will rise, Father God, here at Elevate, Father God. That you continue to use Apostle, Father God. Bless him, Father God. Bless his family, Father God. Continue to keep him and strengthen him, Father God. In Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Amen. Thank you, Billy. Yes. Never fail. 